So David and John were the same caliber of men, piety, courage, uh, but they were pioneers. They, they were looking beyond just pastoring in the colonies and being comfortable. They had a mission heart. Hello and welcome to Theology on the Go. I'm Jonathan Master, joined as always by my friend and co-host, James Dalzell. James, how are you doing today? Jonathan, I'm well, and uh, I'm I'm very interested in the conversation we're going to have. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I'm interested in the conversation. This is a book that we want to commend to our listeners. We'll just say that at the outset, but also, also a guest whom uh, I, I account as the as just a, a dear friend and brother, I, I wish I saw him more. Mac Tomlinson serves as a pastor at Providence Chapel in Denton, Texas. Uh, I, I, whenever I go there and I and I leave, I feel like I'm I'm leaving a, a home away from home. Uh, love love the brothers down there. And so Mac's written a book recently called "The Indomitable Brainerds: The Gospel Legacy of David and John Brainerd's Mission to the Indians." And Mac, thanks for your willingness to join us today. Thank you very much. So we want to we want to highlight uh, particularly the 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 account that you've given here. Not so much of David Brainerd. Our, our listeners may be familiar with David Brainerd. His diaries were, uh, of course, widely uh, available and publicized after his death through the work of Jonathan Edwards. I believe I'm right in saying it was it's Jonathan Edwards' uh, bestseller. Uh, the but but so David Brainerd is known. But you're trying to tell the story, not just of David Brainerd, but of John Brainerd. So give us a little outline of what David Brainerd did um, and then and then what the Lord used John Brainerd to do. Yeah, of course, they were both born at the, in the first two decades of the 18th century so, and both went to Yale. John was two years younger. And uh, after after David was it? Exposed from uh, from Yale for a very minor offense, he didn't know what to do. So ultimately, the uh, Society for the Promotion of Christian Knowledge in Scotland, which by this time even had a had an office, I think, in New York City, they sent John to follow up with David as the missionary among the colonial Indians. David had gone for three years. A brief time and died of tuberculosis at 28. And so John was sent to replace him. And this is where the story is forgotten. People remember David because of Edward's uh, uh, publication of his journal and diary, which kind of went viral in, in that day. But John is forgotten. And so when I, the more I read this, his life, when I was in Britain years ago, I realized John is an unknown um, Brainerd and this story needs to be told. So John stayed among the Indians for 35 years after David died among them or died at the end of his three year mission career. So yeah, it's a, it's a fitting thing to let their work be seen together over those decades. So what were the, I mean, David, as you said, is so well known because of his diary and, and journals uh, published by Edwards. And, and he had such, you know, he suffered greatly and, and, and that suffering comes through and, and the Lord's sustaining of him in the midst of his suffering is, is a profound example. 
But how would you contrast, as best we can tell, John Brainerd's, um, even his demeanor, his gifts, as opposed to David's? He stayed 10 times as long in among among the Indians. And so in a sense, he was the one used to really establish the the, the church there. Um, but but what what else? How else would you distinguish these two besides the fact that one is well known and the other is virtually unknown? Yeah, great question. Well, first of all, they were very close friends as brothers growing up. And the more they went into manhood, um, the closer friends they became. Uh, and so when David leaves for Yale, John is left at home and they write letters. And then David goes to the Indians. John later, after he graduated Yale, went to visit David several times. And the evidence is John had the same godliness and the same depth of theological equipping. Of course, when you graduate from Yale in those days, you can read Latin fluently. You can read the Greek New Testament. So David and John were the same caliber of men, piety, courage, uh, but they were pioneers. They, they were looking beyond just pastoring in the colonies and being comfortable they had a mission heart. And so John had the same kind. And as you pointed out, he stayed 10 times longer. So he had this, he did not suffer from the depression um, that David did. He was more level and balanced, though he faced it discouragement deeply because of normally external circumstances. David never married. John uh, outlived his first wife remarried a godly woman of Puritan stock in the colonies, and then uh, she outlived him. So that would be pretty much a, a side-by-side comparison. But, you know, uh, it's like Jim Elliott and Bert Elliott in South America. Jim Elliott dies as a martyr and goes down as a shooting star and is famous. People don't know that his brother, Bert Elliott, stayed for six decades planting churches in South America. And so the well-known one is remembered. The lesser-known one is forgotten. And so John shouldn't be forgotten. He was, he was on equal standing with David in many ways. Is that too, long, too long-winded of an answer? No, that, that's helpful. I think, I think that's, the, that's the question is... You know, in some ways, in God's providence, um, again, David and 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 the Lord used David Brainerd's death in powerful ways to inspire others to missionary service. So it's not that he he didn't, uh, uh, you know, wasn't used by the Lord powerfully. But but when we talk about what we're looking for in 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 uh, even in mission work, what John did was quite remarkable in the length of time he spent there. Well, it was, and I'll give a, just a brief reply. You know, what makes it remarkable is that in the colonies, of course, this was before the revolution, and later John actually became a chaplain for the, in the revolution, though he died before the end of the war. But we have to remember in the colonies, everything was so different. It was British. It wasn't American culture. It wasn't American layout of things. It wasn't a... Um, a democracy. So 
you had these long distances. The Brainerds would have to ride their horses, you know, from from New Haven, Connecticut to Long Island or to Pennsylvania. So it was a it was a savage wilderness. There were Indians everywhere. And you traveled alone. And uh, even by this time, the Indian tribes hated the white white men because of the evil traders that corrupted them and and um, you know cheated them. So for a white young man to ride into Indian tribes in the wilderness uninvited, it just shows the height of courage and commitment that both David and John exemplified. Mac, I was going to ask about some of the peculiar challenges of ministry uh, to the Indians that John Brainerd faced. Some of these you you outline in some very interesting uh, appendices at the end of your volume. Uh, the difficulty of preaching to them. One, of course, uh, the prejudice, maybe some of it uh, well-founded because of the uh, mistreatment of, of others who had come in before. Um, how did how did John Brainerd address these these prejudices uh, against himself as white, trying to come in and speak the gospel uh, to these Indians? Yeah. Well, both Brainerds overcame the prejudice of the Indians by their example and their kindness and their humility and their love. Um, I mean, different ones of them were, were present with Indians in a group of Indians, and some of those Indians wanted to kill them immediately, and then God always gave favor and preserved them. Someone would argue against it, and they would be spared. So uh, overcoming the obstacles, of course, the language was always a challenge because the different tribes they traveled to would have a different Indian dialect. So although both men learn to converse in languages. I think that they were uh, around the longest. You know, David was with three different tribes over three different uh, periods of 12 months each. So he couldn't master language, but they were dependent on translators who were honest enough to translate accurately. But I think the language barrier, and then of course, the Indians in those, the back in those centuries, they were uh, worshiped ancestors, they worshiped uh, demons in their spiritual spiritualism. They were also as vile morally as could be imagined. They were such pagans that their concept of God was completely uh, pagan and Hinduist, Hindu somewhat. So, the brainers just had to start from the ground up of who is God, who is man, uh, man's sin, the fall, and tell biblical stories, sometimes chronologically. Um, but the biggest explanation is God gave those men favor with the Indians wherever they went. They were never killed, whether it were three years or into a fourth decade. I think the other challenges were just the travel, travel in winter in the snow, you sleep on the ground under a bearskin. Um, and so just the strenuousness of going and always the stress and danger. Uh, there was never relief from the stress and danger of potential death or oftentimes they lacked food. Um, and the Indians would give them bread that was already molded 
early on. So, uh, brother, I would just say the the difficulties of communicating the gospel to the Indians were just so numerous, um, and it became harder toward the end of John's ministry because the Indians were relocated by the the colony governors uh, regularly and unjustly sometimes. So they were on the move. Uh, and when that's the case, it's hard to reestablish, it's hard to have a continuity of things. But um, but, they, but John, he excelled with longevity. He became uh, a trustee of the newly found Princeton College later, even though he was a Yale graduate. He, he was awarded by the governors of the colonies proper things for his famous, now his famous work among the Indians. Uh, and even historians uh, in the next hundred years after the Brainerd's death, secular historians said the Brainerd Indian mission did more from the, for the colonial North American Indians than anyone in history. So the significance and the impact and the legacy uh, lasted a, a long time. You know, Mac, that was one of the things that James and I were remarking on, actually, before you you came on here, um, just in our reading of the book. It, it's hard to imagine moving between the two worlds that John was moving between constantly. He would go, you know, to as a trustee of Princeton. He was awarded, you know, these these uh, get, given these commendations by the governor. He was in that that element of society. And then, you know, just. 50 miles away, he, he'd, he'd ride back and, uh, and, and be among the Indians. It's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine a man who could move between those two worlds with such humility and, 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 and continue to persevere in the work that the Lord had given him to do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. My, my view is David or John could have been uh, a seminary professor. They had the gifts to pastor any church in the, the new world at that time, but theirs was a deliberate choice to take the gospel to those who did not know it. One of the things, too, it's that struck me is just the story, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about it, how how the legacy of John Brainerd was preserved because from, from your telling of it, you know, it, there was just a very brief mention made of him um, later on that, that kind of uh, took you down the path of studying John Brainerd. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's almost remarkable that, that this book was able to be written. Well, it was, it was completely providential, Jonathan. Um, and in the library, I saw on the shelf one afternoon the life of John Brainerd, and it caught my attention. I wondered, could it be could he be related to David? And it turned out he was his brother. I'd never heard of him, though I was very familiar with David's life. So I read that uh, biography. I said, "This is indeed is the rest of the story. The Christian world, the evangelical world, doesn't know about John. He's forgotten." So. I wrote two articles for the Banner of Truth magazine on John over those years. 
And then finally, I said, this story needs to be fully told. So I could only find the life of John Brainerd on an academic reprint. So I got that and I went to work. And so the more I studied it, the more I looked at it, the more I saw the clear picture, I was more convinced, you know, that the church needs to know of this story of the Brainerd legacy. It's a good reminder too, isn't it, of of how many men the Lord has used in history who are from a human perspective, and this uh, the the Bible tells us to expect this from from a human perspective are forgotten, and yet and yet if you could if you could see how the Lord worked through them, it, it, it's it's really a remarkable story and a remarkably encouraging story. So so I'm wondering, Mac, for you as you um as you spent time with John Brainerd and with the Brainerd brothers, what were some lessons that you that, that the Lord impressed upon you? What what did you what were your what were your takeaways from from this study? Yes, well, it's a challenging question. You know, you mentioned about John traveling between those two worlds that were so different. He could have had the comfortable world of notoriety and position and a a um, New England church that would have made him more famous. But the Brainerds were driven by the by principles of faithfulness to God, of laboring away when no one sees, of living in the mundane, even if it's a hard circumstance, out of your obedience to Christ and his calling. And and their courage in, in private times, their integrity in private times, their both of them keeping up their daily devotions in their cabins um, and being faithful, just the faithfulness and the courage to plod along in the gospel ministry. Those were the lessons to me, their humility, their godliness, their um uh, just their faithfulness. It was a rebuke to my life. Um, and so those were my takeaways, Jonathan, in essence. Well, we're grateful for your, your work. Uh, I, I'm personally grateful for your friendship and for your, for your labors at the church and, uh, and, and for your labors as a writer too. And, and this volume in particular, we would commend to our readers and, and Mac, thanks. Thanks so much for taking time to, to come on with us today. Thank you, brothers, very much. It's wonderful to be with you. Thank you.